Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Day to you. Well, thank you. You do. I like your, <laughs> your shirt. Oh yeah, you like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dog dads are dads too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Unless you don't own a dog, in which case you're a jerk, and you wouldn't even know. What about a cat? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess they're dads. All the okay. cats don't really need you like dogs do. So. You know, that is funny, because it's cats, it's just like, eh, you know what, as long as you keep food bowl full, the litter box scooped, eh, they, they're, they're right. But a mm-hmm. dog is like, it, it's got to have you, like, constantly. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which, you know, I guess that's, uh, feeds the old narcissistic ego. It's true, it's, uh, it's true. Feels good, feels good. Right. To be, right. everybody wants to be wanted, right? Right, right. Yeah. So, anyways, today we played a pretty awesome game. Yeah. Thanks to our good pal, Dude Hosehead himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rob right. Luther. Rob Luther. Yeah. And I feel like we needed like a year of prep time for this game because there's so much to it. Yeah. We, uh,. <laughs> Instead of a year, though, I feel like three days. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. That's decent. That's, decent. <laughs> I mean, that's enough, right? Right. I mean, we yeah. all know that if we had a year's worth of prep time, we would have waited until, like, the Wednesday before we recorded, before we even <laughs> this, started this playing the game. This so. is true. This is true. Right. Now, the game, by the way, is Castlevania Three. I don't think I... I think I forgot to mention it. Mm-hmm. And before we really get started... Um, I think Rob has decided he's going to start a new trend. The Patreon pickers are now sending us a recording of them talking. So, all right. So, how about that? Here we go. It's pretty long, so bear with us, everybody. We're going to do a really long call-in at the beginning of the show. 
We'll see mixing how that goes. Mixing it we'll, up. Yeah, mix it up. I gotta start that over. I started real quiet. All right. Tell me to edit it out so I won't edit it out. <laughs> now, how about I don't tell you to edit that out so that you still probably won't edit it out? <laughs> <laughs> is I'd say it's on my NES Mount Rushmore I mean it's it's one of my all-time favorite games and it's a cool story um, aside from the very first Castlevania and I didn't play Castlevania 2 till a little bit after this was a game that really scared me as a kid as, as a matter of fact um, so there was a blockbuster around my dad's house Ooh, and they scary. had a whole bunch of NES games that they were uh, selling and I'm guessing this is probably around 1991 or 1992 and uh, you know they were clearing space for the Sega and Super Nintendo games and they were selling a lot of the NES games and I'm perusing through the aisles and I see the box art for Castlevania 3 I mean I was absolutely blown away from the, the box art here you got this huge burly guy with a whip uh, and no fear, on these steps, seeing this, this skeleton jumping at him with a bone in his hand, it looks like a femur, and then you got you got the wizard, you know, the uh, the pirate guy, which eventually later on I figure out their names, Sypha and the Grant. Anyways, so I was immediately attracted by the box art. I had to take it home. I begged my dad to take it home. He's like, all right, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not violent, is it? I, I was no, dad, it's fine, it's fine. So I take it home, and I never forget, I was playing the first stage, and when you kill the dragon guy, the skeleton dragon guy with the shield at the very end of the stage one, I remember when he bursted into flames, he had this blood curdling, you know, it, it scared me as a kid. I remember dreaming about it and um, having a nightmare, you know, about him. Keep in mind, I was very young. So I, when it comes time to return the game, I said, Dad, I said, I'd really like to have this game for Christmas. So... He eventually gets it for me, I'm guessing around fall of that year, and I see it. It's right above the medicine cabinet. Uh, and every time I'd see it, I'd be like, Dad, can I play that game? No, you gotta wait till Christmas. Gotta wait till Christmas. So anyways, uh, you know, I opened it up for Christmas because my dad had actually wrapped it, even though I knew exactly what it was. And uh, I played the heck out of this game. It's one of those games, it's really, really challenging, but it incorporates every single element of what I love about Castlevania. Great side-scrolling action, but the fact that you can play as three different characters, uh, and that there's a, a pretty powerful story at the end. And it took me years and years and years. I was a teenager when I finally beat this game on my own. And it took, I remember it was a Friday night at my dad's house, and it took painstakingly hour after hours for some reason i was determined to beat it and i finally did um and i just i love this game this is one of the best games music's phenomenal uh it's one of my favorite games of all time so thank you guys so much for covering it and uh cowbunga dudes all right so i well, guess we're done clearly you, the you want to end the show now blockbuster around the corner yeah the block around the corner too oh jeez. The things that happen at Blockbuster, you know, just. Justin. Metro. I've lost you. Hello. Are you there? 
Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. I think I lost you there for a second. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It just got like the internet or the video is like sticking or something. Can you hear me good now? Yep, I can hear you good now. Okay. We'll just start over like you just finished the, the call. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's bad. Okay, let me try that again. <laughs> <laughs> I would never end a call like that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, Rob. It's fine. It's whatever. Thanks, thanks for calling in, loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me try it again. Mm. All right. Well, I think we can end the show now. Yeah, I think he pretty much covered everything, so... Uh... Good night, everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Not really. Not really. We need to talk about it, too. Uh, I think the scariest part of that call was uh, Blockbuster, right? Oh, Being right yeah. around the corner. Terrifying. That was awful. I th- and another scary part was uh, his dad's Christmas gift hiding skills. <laughs> I'm going to set it up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can see it. It's cool. It's cool. It's funny. Yeah. All right. So I say we talk about Castlevania 3, unless you got uh, a tangent you want to go off on, since we haven't done that yet. Uh, well, we kind of started off on a tangent, if you, to be honest. What do we talk? Well, we talked about something at the beginning of the show. I forgot what it was. Yeah. Okay. Clearly, it was Anyways, very important. <laughs> as all our tangents are, right. very important. Right. All right. We are two dudes in an S, and Justin's about to give us some history. Alright, so Castlevania Dracula's Curse, the third ser- of this series, but all, but actually the game is a prequel, uh, which we'll get into when we talk about the gameplay. It's actually set in a time before the first and second games, and you don't play as the original protagonist, Simon Belmont, you play as an ancestor of his, Trevor C. Belmont. Um... So, this game was uh, obviously created by Konami. That's just stating the obvious. Most people who listen to this podcast are going to know that. But um, it had one thing that I found was interesting is you talk about when when you talk about this game's reception. This game, of course, the first one's obviously a beloved game. Second one, not so much. It gets kind of bad, kind of bad reviews not really that well liked and the third one is loved again just like the first one right so one thing that i found is interesting was the director or no i'm sorry the programmer uh nibahiro matsuako who was the programmer for the first one and the second one was not a programmer for the third one I don't know the backstory to that, but I wonder if they were like, well, the second one kind of flopped. Let's change directions and go to somebody else. I mean, obviously, the game has a ton of similarities between mm-hmm. the three of them as far as the game set up and the backgrounds and how, how it's set up. But um, it's interesting that they went to a different programmer for this game. Yeah, I don't um, know. It's, it's weird because... Um 
you know, com- I guarantee you Castlevania Two was a commercial success. So oh, it's almost sure. like, so it's almost like they they just know it was even though it was a commercial success, they just knew that it was not a, a, a hit with the people, right? You know, and you know, I wonder sometimes. Sometimes popularity changes depending on things that come before and after it. I wonder if Castlevania Two would have been more popular if Castlevania Three never existed. If they never made a game after Castlevania Two, would Castlevania Two be considered more popular? Is it compared? I mean, obviously, if you compare it to one, it's not as good. But if you compare it to three, it's not as good. So it just gets the bottom of the barrel, Mr. Suck title. Mm, yes, I, I know that title well. <laughs> Basically, because the game that came before and after it were so much better. Right. Anyway, so the but, game. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that like two. Let's not uh, count two out. Oh, well, yeah, because not. It, it, and we, you know, we skipped it, but not everybody yeah. skips it. Right. We'll talk about it one day. Yeah, we'll eventually go back to it. Yeah, but uh, not. Yeah, you know. So anyway, one thing about this game is that. It had it was non-linear. Okay, you had several different paths that you could take, often given two different choices, and you had multiple different characters or companions that you could play with uh, as well. And uh, playing with those different companions could actually give you multiple endings, and the choices that you make throughout the game change the ending as well. So that's what I meant. One of the things I meant by we needed a year to prepare for this game because in order to get all the endings, I don't know how many there are. Maybe you know that total, but uh, I don't know off the top of my head now. Yeah, um, you would have uh, you would have to have a lot of time in order to to get through all those. Maybe one of the honorary dudes or deep batters have done that. Maybe Rob has done that. But uh, anyway. Okay. That would be hard to do. This game's pretty difficult. It's difficult. It's multifaceted, but we'll talk about that in the gameplay. Yeah. So the okay. development, one thing that I found interesting in the development, and this is for our good friend Aaron Hickman, who would understand this stuff more than I, the Japanese version sounded different. Okay, so the Japanese version had a specialized VRC6 coprocessor chip. And the audio programmer had that in there because it would uh, add two pulse wave channels and a saw wave channel in addition to the five sound channels that the NES had. So what that did is it imitated the sound of a synthesized string section. So the music, even though awesome in the NES version, probably more awesome in the Japanese version. Uh, I'm sure Aaron, our good friend Aaron, knows all about that stuff. But uh, they had to downgrade it for the NES version, as well as some things were had to be censored in the NES version. Um, there were, uh, I guess, some nudity in the Japanese version Ooh. that they took out. And uh, there were some slight differences in the backgrounds. So, a little bit... Uh, uh, a little bit of differences. I think we big, talked about a little bit on the Castlevania one episode, didn't right. that, that where they censored a lot of crosses and things out, out of yeah. the game. Right, right. Which I guess they didn't do so much in this one, but I don't know. Um, 
as far as reception, obviously this game very well loved, uh, and its legacy in future Castlevania games. Obviously, Trevor sticked around, and even the companion players sticked around. Nintendo Power listed it as the ninth best NES video game, and Games Radar ranked it eighth, and IGN placed it at number five in their top 100. So, very, very well liked the game. Yeah. So I'm assuming you probably had this game and you didn't have to go on some magical quest. Or did you? Well, well, um, I also want to say real quick, I don't know if it's coming through in our end recording, but there's a weird echo and a weird like moaning, groaning going on coming from Justin's recording. Uh, no, that's a that's uh that's on purpose since it's Castlevania. I'm just oh, having okay, a little cool. uh little scary effect. A little ambiance, okay, yeah. mm-hmm, to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if it does come through in the recording, then we apologize. Justin is transitioning to a new room as he transitions into a new house. So, you yeah. Know, you know how that goes sometimes. We right. Still working on finding the proper recording setup in the new house, etc., yeah. etc. See if okay, the train so, comes by. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just a constant train. No, no train yet. You'll know the train. It gets okay. loud. Okay. All right, so anyways. Um, no, I didn't go on an epic quest. I did have this game prior to us recording, but I got it. Uh, did I ever talk about the Craigslist guy? Is that the guy at now? You talked about the, the guy at UT. No, okay, no, no, that's not the guy at UT. This guy um, on Craigslist had, he almost had a full collection, right? And he was trying to sell it off to pay for, like, something with his daughter. Not like a medical procedure or anything, but like a school or something like that. Mm. And so he was just selling off his entire his entire NES collection piece by piece just to various people around town. And... uh he had like boxes and manuals and everything. Wow. But I couldn't afford, you know, much. But I got uh, I got Castlevania 3 from him. I got some other games, which we'll talk about when we get to those games. But Ninja Gaiden, 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 Gaiden. Gaiden. Two, Gaiden. two and three. Got Gaiden. both of those from him. Gaiden, Gaiden. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> sounds, like yeah. a, sounds like a Yankee. Yeah. Ninja yeah. Gaiden. <laughs> Uh, anyways, but I got this. I got this off of him. It was about four or five years ago. Okay, sweet. It came with the manual, I think, but I don't know where the manual is. I couldn't find it whenever I brought broke the game out. So, hope I didn't lose it. Quick tangent. Okay. I wonder. You know, we talked. To, you talk about investments. So me and my dad were having this conversation last night, and we were talking about cars being one of the best investment like classic cars being one oh yeah oh, okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> you looked at it so i get to hit you um no uh um so cars being a, a great investment classic cars because you know you buy a car and they they appreciate in value no i'm not talking about new cars obviously they de- depreciate but what if you buy a new car now and don't ever drive it until like 2050 yeah, exactly. That would work too. And there was a story 
that Adam Carolla told. Now, this is obviously going to be on a grand scale that we can't afford, but he was talking about cars. He was also talking about how cars are the greatest investment you could make. And he was talking about this Lamborghini he had bought like 10 or 15 years ago for $200,000. And that was now worth $2.3 million. He says, you can make no investment in the world for $200,000 and in 10 or 15 years have, you know, essentially it's gone up 10 times that much, you know. And it's true. I also mm-hmm. think that that's going to be the case with retro games. If you looked, if you'd invested in retro games 20 years ago, like in the mid-90s or early 2000s, but when really nobody really wanted these NES games, you could have got them for pennies. Pennies now, on the dollar. Yeah, and now they're, the price is just rising, rising and rising as retro games become more and more popular. And more they become more, popular more and more and more, and more rare, right. Right. So, more because people get them, and a lot of times nowadays they're keeping them, right? So, right. for the most part, keep them, Unless, or lose them, or throw them away. Yeah, or break them. Yeah. yeah. Although, on that note, I will say, head on down to Two Dudes Traders, where there's lots of good deals going on. We need to make a commercial. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Like we, a like a country we need commercial. Andy. Yeah, Andy, get on that. Yeah. D- don't just call in. We need like a full-on commercial with like. Uh, you know, yeah, like a country banjo in the background, and uh, like a car salesman commercial. Head on down to yeah. <laughs> Two Dudes Traders. The prices are insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. That'd be funny. That'd be good. All right, get on that, Andy. Yeah. All I'll right. Like you, a double honorary dude, if that's possible. All right. So All right. So, do you want to talk about the game? Let's game. talk about this game. Sweet. So, did you play when you was a kid? I did not. Again, with the other two Castlevanias, not not didn't really play much Castlevania as a kid because I was kind of a wuss. Anything that I thought was decently scary, I probably wouldn't have played. And right, uh, right. this kind of fell into that uh, category. Although I have one and two, I didn't have three. And had to play the demo version of this game, mm, but yeah. uh, you know, you know how it is. I know how that goes. Yeah. So, so I never played this game as a kid either. I played Castlevania one and two, and mm-hmm. for some reason, never played three as a kid. I don't know if it just wasn't popular in our area. I know none of the game stores had it, uh, or else I would have played it because I liked the I liked one and two when I was a kid. Yeah. So. This came out fairly late in the life of the NES. Like, yeah, the North American release was in September of 1990. Yeah. So we're already getting into Super Nintendo Genesis region, which I think they came no, out like a no. year or two later. Mm, no, no, we were not. Not the Genesis. No, no yeah. Okay, sorry. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I slipped up there. Yeah, no. Well, I just meant theoretically that other people may have played that system. Not me. Like three other people. Yeah, okay. Okay. Not me. Like Nick, Rob, and Aaron. That's it. Right. Sometimes Josh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Just just, just saying. We're getting into Super Nintendo. Right, region. right, right. So, Although, I, you know, I didn't have... I didn't, I didn't upgrade from the NES for a long time, so I would have still been playing on up until like 94, 95 of the it, NES. 
it's an interesting question for me. I don't really know. I do know one funny thing is that my grandmother had a Super Nintendo before I had one. Because <laughs> Did they have like one. Super Tetris on there or something? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, she played all the Mario games too, so. Oh, okay. Um, I know that like we were over there. I remember getting a Super Nintendo because we were over there and like my cousins had a Super Nintendo and they were playing it and my grandmother had one and so I took my Christmas money and went out and bought one but uh, I don't know what what roundabout year it had been out for probably a little while before I got it so so both of us would have been still around to play this game right on our NESs right but I guarantee I bet you Pick a Flick didn't have it I bet you the the dirty trailer across the bridge didn't have it you know who probably had it? What? The the one my parents wouldn't let me go to? Where? The cupboard. That's true. The cupboard. Right. <laughs> you know, the only way we could find out is, uh, is if we could get a hold of Cher. If yeah. I could turn back time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I could find your way. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, well, well, I mean, even if I could turn back time, my parents probably still let me go to the cupboard. So, oh yeah, I could yeah. probably never find out, unless I went back there at this age. In which case, I probably wouldn't want to go to the cupboard. <laughs> yeah, the cupboard is still in existence. Drove by it the other day; it is still there. Really? Yes. Really? Okay. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, I guess we should probably tell them uh, the cupboard was a gas station, grocery type store with a. Also a rental store for some games, and it yeah. was in like probably the dingiest part of Loudon, which is—I mean, it's Loudon, so the whole thing's got a little bit of dinge on it. But yeah, right. Okay, so I just looked it up just to be on the sure end. And in North America, Super Nintendo came out in August of 1991. So everybody still would have been playing the NES in 1990 in the U.S. Right. So. Okay. Well, Not that that was I think very it, important, but yeah, no, that's important. It really is. <laughs> so. All right. So I no, I didn't play. I didn't play it as a kid. You didn't play it as a kid. How about a manual? Oh, that I'm is not this one. Truly a manual. I have so many questions regarding this game that only the manual can answer. Okay. All right. Well, well, okay. Hope I don't disappoint her. I really don't know how this is going to work. This is not the best manual in the world. This is like somebody... I mean, I guess I can't really complain because... I mean, what are you going to do? People uh, people are scanning their manuals for us, so I can't really complain too much. Okay, let me look here. Now, Rob called that a femur. Mm-hmm. Let me use my... Well, I mean, Rob's an expert doctor, too, right? This is one of my few times that that master's degree in anatomy may actually come into play. Yeah, that looks like a femur. Well, you can't see where the knee goes in, because it's hiding behind the A. Yeah. Actually, I think the, if that's a femur, the knee joint would be the one closest, the one that you can see. We need oh. to see the hip joint. Okay. Then right. that's the one that's uh, obscured by Dracula's curse. 
Mm. And we got like Fabio fighting him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's Trevor. Trevor yeah. kind of looks like a Fabio type. Trevor Fabio. Mm-hmm. He's really he's really buff too. I'm kind of yeah, jealous. Yeah. yeah. Look at those legs. He does not skip legs day. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. Now well, let me see if I can get pages two and three. No, nope, we don't want pages two and three. Pages two and three doesn't say anything. Limited warranty. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, right. it's a cursed world we live in. <laughs> Thanks to Drac, bruh. <laughs> Slang for Dracula. Yeah. The time is 100 years before Simon Belmont's birth. The moon burns red overhead and black clouds loom large on the horizon. All is still and quiet. Only the call of a distant crow stirs the cold night air. Suddenly, thunder roars out of the morbid mountains and into the village of Warakia. Like the yell of an angry giant, the terrible sound shakes homes and shops as if they were sapping, sapling branches. That's Some, the first paragraph. Yeah, somebody's, oh. you know, using that English degree here. I know, good, right? Good writing. Yeah. This is good. This is good writing. Yeah. Uh, and I apologize if I slip up because it's hard to read. It's like faded and stuff. Yeah. All right. Paragraph two. But no one blinks an eye. The village is dead calm, for all the people have fled after receiving warnings from the great beyond that Count Dracula has assembled a mighty army of evil, and they're poised to march up the Valley of Graveyards to bury mankind in a tomb of terror. Have you noticed all like the proper nouns? This everything. All these are like these must be like places in the game. Maybe. Yeah, places. The Valley of Graveyards and the Tomb of Terror. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no corner on Earth that won't be gobbled up by this bloodthirsty legion of swamp dragons, slasher skeletons, and forces of the undead. The last line of defense is you, Justin. No, Trevor. Trevor Trevor Belmont, the forefather of Simon Belmont, and the origin of the Belmont warlord chromosomes. But your chances are slimmer than Jim. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I like that. Your chances are slimmer than Jim. In fact, the only real edge you have over this fang-sharpened freak is your power to transform into three different partner spirits. Grant Dynasty, <laughs> the ferocious ghost pirate, Scythia, the mystic warlord, and Alucard, Dracula's forgotten son. Each of these spirits will confront confront you as you fight through 17 possible levels of never-ending fright, including the haunted ship of fools, the clock tower of untimely, death, and the cursed castle, <laughs> you must also possess the strength to wield the mighty battle axe and mystic whip, which were given to you by the poltergeist king. Okay, this is getting a little long in the tooth here. It is. There's Speaking too of long many... in the tooth. Yeah. Looks like Dracula's teeth are actually dentures and denture cleaner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dracula, he's just so old. I mean, yeah, he's old. So. Yeah, that's true. He's like 800 years old, so he's, they're actually dentures. Yeah. Why, at some point, Dracula wouldn't say, you know what, my teeth are falling out, I might as well look like a normal human being. I'll just put in some regular dentures. No, 
He's like, I'm going all in. I got to put the uh, the, fang, the fangs back in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So go forth, young Trevor, into the cold black night, where death lurks around every corner and evil lingers on every stone. And remember, if your courage and cunning are any less than magnificent, or if you fail to choose the correct paths of fate, you'll be banished to the world of the undead, and zombies will rule until the end of time. I'm creeped. I'm creeped That's out. pretty intense. Yeah. That's pretty intense. I, I like the I, ghost ship of fools. Like you just yeah. got a bunch of idiots running around yeah. on the ship. Well, that's how they became a ghost ship. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I will say that something popped in my head while I was reading to this. Okay. So Trevor is the forefather of Simon Belmont. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I copy. Trevor is the forefather of Simon Belmont, right? Right. So, um, all I want to know is how did he have time to, you know, become a forefather with all this fight? And wh- where's the where's the uh, foremother? Yeah, really. They never you never hear about the four mothers. No, it's always forefathers. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a good question. It is a good question. Anyways, let's see what else we got in the manual. This is a pretty dense manual, I will say. Um, well, that was only pages like four and five. Yeah. And all that so. story. All right, here we go. Time for some characters. Trevor C. Looking rather dapper there. Yeah. Yeah. Spirit Alucard. Who, Which is actually you know the what? Sun. Dracula. He's the son of Dracula and he kind of looks like a greaser. He does. Is it's that a leather? Like... Is that a leather cloak? <laughs> yep. He's, he's got the leather cloak. He's kind of like, yo, dad, don't be, don't be, you know, stopping me from going on these uh, car these car races that I go on and <laughs> ride my motorcycle. <laughs> don't be a square. Don't be a square, dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Spirit Grant Dynasty. <laughs> I like that name. Grant Dynasty. Dynasty. Yeah. And Spirit Sifa Belnades. Her middle name is Liss. Get it? <laughs> that's, no. Yeah, that's dirty. We can't say that on this show. We can't? I don't know. It's just a medical term. <laughs> yeah, medical term, right. Maybe we can. <laughs> okay, password screen. Oh, and then password screen again, because I don't remember what page I'm on. An overview of terror. Yeah. I'm trying to find, I want to find the levels. Oh, here's some gifts from the Poltergeist Masters. I like that you eat the leg of a werewolf. Yes. Hey, that brings up a, a good point that I may forget if I don't talk about it now. This game has, like, hidden breakaway walls, and I don't remember that in the first game or the second game. Maybe it was in the second game. Yeah. But that's something that becomes a staple in future Castlevania games is the breakaway hidden wall thing where you find, you know, meat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hit something with your whip, and the, bra- the wall just breaks away, and there's food behind it or something, which I thought was pretty cool. 
Um, the weapons that you find in the game are pretty pretty typical. Um, same stuff that was in the other Castlevania games. You get your battle axe that you throw. You get daggers that go straight forward. You get the boomerang thingy, uh, and you got holy mm-hmm. water. Um, where it starts to differ, and we'll get into it here in just a minute, it starts to differ when you switch characters up. Stuff. Yeah. But uh, I also think it's cool. I thought it was cool how the whip could be upgraded. Um, you get this little sword whip symbol thing, and mm-hmm. you can upgrade the whip. But it seemed to me like every time I would start the game, like for after dying, I would get those upgrades like immediately. Huh. So it wasn't really like you had to work for it. Like as soon as as soon as I woke back up from death and I would break a block, break a candle or something, the whip upgrade was like the first thing I would get. So I don't know. Grant Dynasties. Yeah, Grant Dynasty has has weapons too. Anyways, let's uh, we're going we're going along with the manual. So I say, let's just get into uh, the nitty gritty. What did you think about the game? Two thoughts. Two thoughts. One, it, it, the difficulty was really upped. They upped the ante on the difficulty to me, and um, but the the controls were, were really good. I really felt like the controls were some of the best. You know, Konami always has good game controls, but this was, uh, the controls were really, really good for this one. Very precise, I agree. The first thing I noticed is this game is way faster than Castlevania 1. Like, I remember remember playing Castlevania 1, and you're just barely walking. Everything's so slow. You're just, the bad guys are all way faster than you, and you're so slow. But in this game, the whole game moves way faster than yeah it's it's cranked and, up yeah and also climbing and going up and down stairs in the first game i could not figure it out for the life of me and for some reason this game it just clicked mm-hmm. like i don't know if they changed the way you go up and down stairs or or what but in this game you just press up to go upstairs press down to go downstairs i yeah. feel like in the other game you had to hit the diagonal and it just didn't ever work for me yeah simple yet simple simple better right simply simply better there you go simply better right um also you know I didn't without cheating I really didn't get to play as the other characters to be honest I couldn't make it far enough to get to where I could beat them and get them on my team Mm -hmm. you only get one character at a time but that's that right there is having multiple characters that Mm -hmm. that is really cool I think it's really cool yeah you gotta get to the you gotta get far enough to get the multiple characters and the thing about the the multiple characters is just that it adds such an element that um, the other games didn't have. And the fact that you get another character, and you know how you hit select, and, or you're supposed to hit select, and you get the other character, and you get the other uh-huh. character. Their life is your same life, so you don't get, like, extra life. Like in, like, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where you can just, like, switch to another character and get more alive yeah right so well because they're technically not another character they're a spirit that you oh can. yes you transform into them yeah right. so you it's still you but you become them right right so how far did you make it in this game 
So there's like what, seventeen levels, fifteen levels, something like that. There's yeah, there's like seventeen, but you can't because uh, it the paths branch. Right. You can't play them all in one playthrough. So that's another cool thing that yeah. this game has multiple playthroughs because two things, two two reasons why this game gives you multiple playthroughs if you're good enough to play through it. One is branching paths, so you can't play through every level the first playthrough, right? The other is the characters, the spirits, if you get the next one, you can't, you lose the first one. Mm -hmm. Like if you get, say you get Grant, because I think he's the first one you come to. You get Grant, and you say, okay, I like Grant. And you come to Sifa, or whatever her name is, uh, and you say, oh, I want her. If you take her, you lose Grant. So you can't actually beat the game with Grant as your spirit if you want to play as the other characters. Right. So, and that's part of where the multiple endings come from. Right. But can you can you? Re- I didn't get far enough to get to this point. But did could you reject Sifa? Could you say no? I don't want Sifa. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You can you can play through and keep Grant the whole time if yeah. you want to. So that's or where you can you get the multiple endings with the different characters. Right. Yep. You be with different characters, get multiple endings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So you, there's probably, I guess, four endings or whatever. Okay. But, but see, I didn't actually make it far enough to play as these characters legit but there is a uh, some cheats to this game and this is what I used okay you know there's a password screen right mm-hmm. you know we always, we always like to try to talk about cheats if we can think about it so right. on the password screen you can start with start with Alucard Grant or Sifa at the beginning of the game if you put, enter a certain password so I'm going to give those passwords out right now just in case somebody doesn't have the internet yeah there you go but how would they? Well, think. Okay. <laughs> what? They have the internet enough to listen to this podcast, but this not this look. is a hypothetical situation here. Okay. Okay. This is not. This is not real. It's not real. Okay. So to, to begin the game as as Alucard, your name that you enter at the beginning. Actually, this is not a password, by the way. This is not a password. This is the. Um. This is the name entry screen. So you start the game and your name is Okuda. O-K-U-D-A. Okuda. Start the game with Alucard. Alright, start the game with Grant is Fujimoto. F-U-J-I-M-O-T-O. Are these the developers of the game? It is. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then to start as Sifa, you enter Urata. U-R-A-T-A. Okay, so Okuda is the programmer. Mm-hmm. Fuji- Fujimoto is the artist. And Yurata is the designer and artist. So, so there you go. Yeah. There you go. And you can play the second quest if you enter Akama. Is that one of the people too? A-K-A-M-A? Akama. Let me see Akama. Okay. So maybe not on that one. Yeah. There's also a ton of passwords for, like, like passwords if you enter your name as one of these things, and then there's passwords, like, to begin on certain levels and stuff like that. Yeah. I'll let the internet do the talking on that one. The internet that people don't have? Yeah. Well, now the people have the internet. I just gave it back. Somebody says, no, I don't have the internet. I need the password. <laughs> right. Well, uh, here's what happened. Okay. They downloaded our show. 
And then they lost the internet. Didn't pay their bill. Didn't pay their bill. And then, <laughs> so they listen to our show. They can use the passwords to get the people's, start with certain characters, but they can't uh, use passwords to pick a level until they get the internet back. Right. So pay your bill, people. Right. You can get the internet back and choose your level on Castlevania 3. Yeah. Really the only reason to have the internet. Hmm. Well, I can think of a few other reasons. <laughs> if he's, there's a Saturday Night Live skit or something, and it was like Eli Manning. And uh, it was like a fake like murder trial or something. And the attorney says, we're going to look at uh, his internet history for that evening. And he was like, uh, I'd actually just rather confess to the murder right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's good. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. So, um, so the multiple paths, the multiple characters, um, the the controls of the game. The game is really difficult. I found it to be very difficult. Mm-hmm. The owls, just like the birds in Ninja Gaiden, Gaiden, Gaiden. Yeah. They are a nuisance. They the flight pattern, flight patterns, flight mm-hmm. patterns, are all over the place and I can't figure it out but, yeah. so anytime there's an owl I just have to try to run through it and dodge and just get through that part of the game there's either a distinct pattern that's so complex it's hard to memorize or mm-hmm. they are random probably more I think it's a distinct pattern that's just hard to not hard to memorize necessarily but it's hard to contend with with your with the way Trevor controls right that's what I think it is yeah because they either they either fly high or they fly low, and they have like a little bit of a delay before they come at you, so it's it's just really hard to to manage. Yeah. And the the one qualm I'll I'll say that I have about the controls of this game is the whip is a little slow. Mm-hmm. Like I'll hit the, I'll hit the button, you get well you just got to know that it's going to be a little bit delayed because it's a whip, so he's got to go back and then forward and you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little there's a little bit of delay before it actually goes forward and hits the people, right? So I would say that's a little bit of a qualm that I have about the controls, but that's just something that you just kind of have to get used to because I'm used to playing. I consider Castlevania Ninja Ninja Gaiden kind of in the same realm, right? Yeah, and I'm more accustomed to playing Ninja Gaiden than I am Castlevania, and that whole game is fast. Like even your attack is fast in this game. Your guy moves fairly fast, but his attack is really not that fast. Yeah. Um, we did uh, we did do a little bit of a high score challenge, a little makeshift last minute high score challenge. I yeah. didn't get on it. I didn't get on it quickly enough to uh, do an official high score challenge. But I would just like to shout out a couple scores here. To you know, give some props to some people who have done done well. How far did they get? Well, Baz actually almost beat it. He wants to try to beat it before he without continuing. So he's probably beat it before. Mm-hmm. But as far as he could get without continuing, he got twenty eight thousand eight hundred ten. It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, Adam Malone, he has a, a lot higher score. So my guess is that he's probably 
he's probably able to beat it fairly easily. But his score was 55,000. Okay, so Ivan has a score of 32,000. 020. 32,020. And then, yeah, pretty good. And then Gabe, um... Gabe's more in my wheelhouse, looks like. He's around uh, 11,880. I think I ended up with 15,000 something, so I didn't do very good. And yeah. I'm right down there with you, Gabe, so don't feel bad. Yeah, it's a tough one. Graphics. Yeah, graphics. That does it. That pretty much does it for the uh, high scores. So what do you think of the graphics? Graphics were amazing. I mean, as with most... Castlevania games. Uh, the sprites were great. So many details to all the character sprites. Uh, if you look at, you know, looking at all the pictures here of them, Dracula, Alucard, uh, Grant Dynasty, and uh, of course Trevor. All the sprites were very well done, and all the bad guys. So many them. colors too. Yeah. Right. Did you notice it's like neon everywhere? But I love it. Right. Right. Neon's coming back too. So. Good, right. good that we're playing this game right now. Now that the fashion trends are coming back in full effect, should have never left. Should have never left. Um, yeah, no, I th- I agree, totally agree. I think the graphics are pretty awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, what about the best part of this game? And probably mine and a lot of people's opinion, the music. Oh yeah, music is music again. Pretty amazing. I love the music in this game. I don't. I wouldn't say it's my favorite music on the NES, um, but I could see how it could be somebody's favorite. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's. It's. I would be. I'm curious to know what the Famicom version sounds like with that extra chip in there. I know. I know. More of a string quartet sound. Yeah. It's definitely got an orchestral feel to it. Right. So. Right. This is one that I could listen to. I could totally listen to outside of the, playing the game, I feel like. Definitely, definitely. Throw this soundtrack on for Halloween, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. a good mm-hmm. Halloween workout. Yeah, Halloween workout. That's how you look like yeah. Trevor on the box art. Listen oh, to this I music see. music while you work out. Listen to this music while you work out. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So. Uh, what about just like the general sound effects? Again, I thought they were pretty good. Uh, the sound, I think all around of this game is hard to beat. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I like the groans of the guys when you beat them and they turn into flames. Yeah. Like yeah. Rob mentioned at the top of the show, I, I like that. I think it sounds, that's a really cool mm-hmm. effect. Right. It's really scary, too. It really is. So, so uh, I guess the final question, our usual final question, is it worth it? Oh, wait, one more thing about the sound real quick. I just remembered this. At the first level, at the very beginning of the song, it has the same sound effect as American Gladiator's song on the NES. Huh, I didn't notice that. It's like... I'll have to re-listen to it. It's just at the very, very beginning of the song. It just happens once. But Yeah. Anyways. Sweet. So, the question that we use every show, Justin, uh, is it fun? Is it worth it? Uh, do you know how much it goes for online? This one is a little bit more expensive. So, this is one of the more rare games uh, that we've talked about. So, uh, it looks like it goes for about $35 on online. Mm. So, yeah. it's a little 
a little pricey. bit more pricey than what we are accustomed to. But I think it's worth it because it's one of the best NAS games probably out there. Yeah, I would say even at that high price, I mean, it's worth it. This game is one of those games that we've talked about once or twice before where you could sell it today and it would still be still be good uh, with the caveat that uh, you can probably buy this on the Wii U virtual console mm-hmm. for probably five dollars like six yeah. bucks or something yeah so if you really want the original cart yes it's worth it yeah if you just want to play the game no it's not worth it because you can probably go play it on your Wii U or whatever for a lot cheaper blasphemy sorry ah, no I I, I would say it's worth it though I agree I agree completely. Um, do you? Well, here's a better question. Where does it rank in Castlevania games? Is it number one? I think it's the best. Is it number one? I think it's the best. Are you talking about just just on the NES? Yeah, just NES game. Or period. Let's just say NES. Yeah, it's definitely. Okay, I definitely think it's the best NES game. Yeah. What? Best NES Castlevania. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. I would have to agree. I mean, I love the first one, but just the the controls, the branching paths. The There's so much more action, characters. like, in this one than the first one. I mean, the first yeah. one was had a lot There's, of action, don't get me wrong, but this one just seems the, like action on steroids. It's really Castlevania on steroids. Yeah. Yeah, and who doesn't? Everything is better on steroids. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they ban them. I mean, yeah, I know it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you may burn your house down one day, but you know, what are you gonna do? You know. Uh, yeah, it's true. Could you could go go full on Chris Benoit? Oh man, that's awful. But uh, other than that, that's just. Have you noticed? I was just thinking about this the other day. Have you noticed how the people just? He's just gone. Like they just completely oh, yeah. wiped him out. Like any thoughts about mm-hmm. him? Any anything? Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Is that's a testament to what those things can actually do to you, steroids, long term. Because from all accounts, he was a pretty good guy. Like from people that knew him, like he was not the the. Sounds like people really didn't. That was really surprising. Like he was not yeah. the type of guy that would do that, and he was just. I mean, his brain was fried from steroids and lost it. I think it, I heard it was a combination of steroids and like concussions. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's another just, thing. I just smushed his, had just smushed his brain up into nothing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Joe Copel would be the guy that, to ask about this, I think. Yeah. He's yeah. Who, speaking of, Newest member of the Retro Junkies Network? Yeah, the Radical Retro Roundup podcast. Congratulations to him. I know we kind of uh, predicted it a little bit on the last show. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were talking about it and we were saying, oh, he's not really on it, but he should be. And then boom. What happens? Next episode, he's on. What happens? There becomes a movement. So that shows that people are actually listening. That's right. People within the network are actually talking about it because, yeah, you know, or listening to the show. I mean, okay, right. We start a movement, right? That's, That's what right. You're saying. We're the uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of movements, I want to go pull a car. Oh no! 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, it's just a joke, you know. It's comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how that works. Yeah, I live like uh, two miles from Carl's dad's shop. That's true. Your new house is right next to Carl's dad's mm-hmm. shop. Mm-hmm. So, get your car fixed. That's right. He's worked on my cars before. He's worked on my cars before yeah. too. Yeah. So if you're ever in the mm. East Tennessee area and you need car work, <laughs> go to Floyd Carter. <laughs> yeah. Carl's dad. It's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got a question for you. Sure. Got any retrofitted trophies? I do. Sweet. Do, so do I. Do you? Okay. All right. I do. All right. I'll go first. So basically, mine are. I have three. And mine are, or no, I have four, sorry. I have six. Ooh, going all out here. Yeah. I have four, and they're all based on who you beat the game with, companion style, right? Okay. Okay, I kind of did the same thing on on several. But I'm, I'm going to guess probably not the same. So my first one is, okay. that's nasty. And that is beat the game <laughs> with Grant Dynasty. Uh-huh. That's okay. my uh, mine. Yeah. Mine for that is they call me nasty for a reason, <laughs> and that is beat the game with Grant. Okay, this one is going to be a little PG thirteen, but I won't go into Uh-oh. explanations. So if you know the the young the, the young ears won't won't get it until they ask their parents about yeah. it. This one's <laughs> called the penicillin shot. And that is beat the game with sip. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, oh. yeah, there you go. Okay, mine is much more innocent <laughs> for that one. Mine is called Samus style, mm. like Samus from Metroid. Because technically, throughout this whole game, they never really tell you she's a girl yeah. until the end. Mm-hmm. But she she's is. I mean, everybody knows she is. Yeah. But they don't technically tell you till the end, and they reveal it. But so, just like Metroid. Correct. Uh, right. My next one is the Forsaken Son, and that is beat the game with Alucard as your companion. Uh, okay. Mine was much more relevant last weekend when we were trying to behind the scenes here. This is our second attempt right. at finishing this episode, but uh, it's called Happy Father's Day Square. Because <laughs> Alcard is a uh, he's a hipster. Right. Looks like a hipster. He does. He's calling his dad square. In this last one of my. That's to feed you. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Well, we know what that yeah. is. Right. So my last one is um, I'm not sure if this is even possible. Maybe, but uh, I go at it alone. No time for backup. And that is beat the game just with Trevor Belmont. I think it is possible. I think you can deny every yeah. partner and just continue on as Trevor yeah. only. All right. But I'm not 100%. I didn't, I didn't try that. So, well, of course, we all know I didn't try that because I didn't make it far enough. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got another one for Alucard. Yeah. And this one is. Actually, I take it back. My The one that was for Alucard, just finishing him with the, him as your partner, was Symphony of the Night? Question mark. <laughs> Because he is the main character in that game, uh-huh. and the Happy Father's Day one is 
actually defeating Dracula as Alucard. Uh, Not just having him as your partner. So that's how fun. I got two more. You got time? Okay. I've got one called Candle Lover. And that is beat the game without hitting any candles. Okay. All right. That'd be really hard. Uh, and then the Castlevania special. And to get the Castlevania special, you have to eat some delicious wall chicken. There we go. You know, it's there funny. We make a bunch... This show, in particular, we've made a bunch of trophies that we ourselves cannot achieve. Nope. <laughs> Actually, the majority of the ones that we make, we can't achieve. Right. Unless it's some of the ones that are like, uh, break the game over your knee. Yeah. In frustration. Right. We can get those. Speaking of break the game over your knee in frustration, whatever happened to Silver Surfer? I thought I'd bring that up. Still a lost episode okay. for now. All right. Just wanted to, just wanted to update right. the fans. Uh, we got two lost episodes out in cyberspace <laughs> right now. That is Silver Surfer yeah. and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Will they happen? Yep. We got two. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on hey, we're working on as many lost episodes as we can. Let's see if we can throw another one in yeah. there, maybe. Yeah, we'll do all that. Right. Like all the Patreon episodes that we promised people that have not happened. How about okay. those? Don't know what the games are. Those are all lost episodes yeah. too. All right. Yeah. Uh, game rating. You got a game rating Ooh. idea? Uh, how about a vampire? Somebody okay. who played I feel like a vampire. We've done that one, but have we? What? Yeah, because I remember doing um, the guy who played Bram Stoker. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember the, I think uh, I went with Boris Karloff or something like that. Or... Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I think that may have actually been Castlevania yeah. one. We can't do that then. So we gotta do something. Different. Uh, done a lot of prep work for this episode, clearly. Yeah, hey, we've also done like a type of monster too, haven't we? In the past, yeah, because I remember doing Mummy mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Let's see, we could go with Castle, but I don't know any castles. Okay, I only know of like two. So you you don't know of, you know of two? Mm, I know well, you two. need to tell me one because I then. Okay, the two that I know: the Disney Castle. Okay, and then the castle in Germany that the Disney Castle was modeled after. All right. <laughs> Which one do you want? I'm going to go with the castle that's in Ireland that you had that has the kissing stone. Oh, or you? Yeah, the Blarney stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The reason I'm going with that is because it's a must-see if you go to Ireland. Like you got to go do that if you go visit Ireland, right? And this is a must-play. Well, that's like the only reason to go to Ireland. Huh? It's like one of the only reasons to go yeah. to Ireland. I yeah. think, right? And. Uh, I'm going to go with that because it's a must-see, and this game is a must-play. Okay. All right. I dig it. Okay. Did you just say bigot? My castle is... Yeah, yeah, you're a bigot. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I said dig it. Oh, okay. Dig it. Okay. Okay. The castle that I'm going with is the Schloss Neuschenweisting. Okay. Or in, or the English, the new sandstone, no, the new Swanstone Castle. That is the castle in Germany that the Disney's 
Sleeping Beauty is modeled after. Sleeping Beauty's castle is modeled after. Uh-huh. All right. The reason is because this game is almost more so than the original Castlevania, I feel, is the foundation for which future Castlevanias are built. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because many of these characters come back. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all kinds of other things, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, and this castle is the... It's the Sleeping Beauty Castle. It's Disney. Oh, and also, it says, Wikipedia says, uh, In Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and The Great Escape. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I've ever mm-hmm. watched Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I'm not sure I have either. I remember trying one Isn't time. Isn't it like a and musical? It was terrible. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Got any feedback? Oh, yeah. Want to do some feedback? Let me get it pulled up here. Sounds like you got a lot. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Bonus to people. We gave them extra time on this yeah. one, too. So, starting us off is Peter Guzman. Uh, he says, this is on my bucket list. I've never completed this game. It's so difficult. Eric Purcell says... Oh, sorry. Eric Purcell. Who's yeah, returning. He, he was absent for a while. Unfortunately, uh, before I'm shut, <laughs> you make it sound like he was sick. Or well, something. no, we don't. He wasn't sick. I don't think. Just, yeah. Okay. Before I'm shunned from the group, I must admit I never played the third one. I must now correct such an egregious oversight. All right. Yes, sir. Joe Copel says I've never completed this, this game, but out of the three for the NES, this is by far my favorite. It's a really good redemption by Konami after Castlevania 2. The mechanics are tight, and overall, the graphics and sound is just beautiful. This is a prime example of what the NES can do when the hardware is used to its full potential. Alright. Yeah, dig it. That's good. Anthony Pig. Yeah, I, ca- I just called him a bigot, too. No, Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anthony Pig says, A great Castlevania game. You can not only play as Trevor, but Sifa, Grant, and Alucard. Non-linear branching paths and multiple endings and controls really well. Although I've yet to complete it, however, but nonetheless, a classic must play. Good, good. It sounds like a lot of people have yet to beat this game. Yeah. Who has beat it? I guess Rob's probably beat it. Rob's beat it, I'm pretty sure. He said at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Joey Awajine, Awajine, Awajane. I don't know. Sorry, Joey. You got to call us so you can tell us how to <laughs> pronounce your name. Says uh, yes. This is one of the hardest and one of the most excellent NES games of all time. The music is absolutely fantastic. The gameplay itself is pretty cool, especially with the different roads you can go and the different playable characters. The whole feel of the game makes me believe this is the best Castlevania game on the NES even though it is definitely the hardest. I fell to the floor with tears of joy when I beat this game several years ago, <laughs> several years later, as an adult. So. Fell to the floor with tears of joy. <laughs> the tears of Joey. The what? The tears of Joey? The tears of Joey, yes. Joey from Full House. Alright. Gabe Van Gilder. Says I only love this game, LOL, but I could never beat it 
barely beat it by cheating through emulation, and that was though Konami really amped up the difficulty on this game because all three forms of Dracula are hard to beat, and it's almost impossible not to get hit. Peter Martin says, I'll never forget how difficult it was, but also how much I preferred it over the second one. However, the first thing that came to mind when I saw this post was that game has awesome music. Awesome pick for a game review. And we I don't think we really hit on it enough, but the music really is awesome. Yeah, it is. It is some of the best on the NES mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. of any game. Uh Joshua Thurman says it's an awesome game. My first Castlevania game I played. Hard as you know where, but very fun and challenging. I don't know I don't where he suggested. Hard as a rock? Hard as a rock. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Or hard as um, a piece of steel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess a rock or steel are not really places, though. Maybe maybe he's talking about Pittsburgh, because they make a lot of steel. Yeah, okay. yeah. Hard as Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. Bob Sestadodio says that cover art uh, emoji with. That. D A T. That. Yeah. Emoji with tongue sticking out. Trevor Franklin says excellent game. I still prefer the simpler kind of Castlevania like this one and number four on the SNES. Uh, though it's though if the series never borrowed from Metroid, we wouldn't have a podcast about Metroidvania. Alright. A very dormant podcast about Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another My comment bad. here in just My a bad. minute that's funny too. Uh, Rob Luther says, can't wait for this one. Joe Copel says, is there a podcast about Metroidvanias? Would you like to shout out that podcast, Mike? Uh, yeah, it's called Metroidvania Mayhem. Uh, it's Nick and I. We have a podcast that's been dead for a year now, I think. Oh, really? But it's not completely dead. It's not completely dead. It's just waiting on the the defibrillator to give it a good jolt. Okay. Okay. Once we get it started again, we'll probably we'll probably get back on schedule. But we just have we've had a lot of trouble trying to get it started back up. Mostly my fault, but. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas Delecky Jr. says, Help me! Even with 10 lives, I couldn't beat this game. Uh, Mr. Bo- Mike Vito says, Mr. Rob Luther has some great taste in video games. I find this game the hardest in the series. Maybe it's because I didn't own it as a kid, so it's not ingrained into my brain. The Famicom version has an MMC5 sound chip that the Famicom console can take advantage of. Our American consoles can't handle all that power. Hey, I will say a quick shout out to Rob. He almost was willing to sacrifice his Patreon pick to make sure we got the TMNT2 episode done. Oh, really? Yeah, but I said, no, no, Rob, we already have that on the books if we can just get you in the in the vicinity of a computer and talk mm-hmm. to you. And, uh, Unretired. And, uh, well, yeah. I think the retirement's over again, though. Oh, yeah, he's, he's doing turtle turtle shows oh, yeah. all the time. Okay. Is it- I feel like every day my phone lights up and says, there's a new episode of Turtle Shows. <laughs> and every time it does, I think, wow, I sure wish you'd make time to record an episode of that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2? No, no. 
No, doesn't no. look like it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Pa Bob Sestodio says, This one really makes you work for it. Grabbing the right weapons and power-ups in every level is essential, more so than other installments. For instance, the forested stretch of an early level that has owls as a breeze with the cross, but you better have some fast fingers and well-timed jumps if you don't. I love this game because not only are the controls, level design, and graphics tight, it rewards the patient, smart player. Uh, definitely an NES classic from the golden age of Konami. I'd just like to say that I had the cross and the owls were not easy. Yeah. I did not. It was not a breeze. They kicked my butt. <laughs> Ivan Kaproth Jocelyn says this game deserves the praise we're giving it. Everything Castlevania 1 does well, Castlevania does as well, often better. To me, however, and this may be nostalgia talking, the great 90s philosopher Wayne Campbell said it best. It's like Star Trek, the next generation. In many ways, it's superior, but will never be as recognized as the original. Alright. You Star Trek guy? No. I like Star Wars. Yeah, me either. Not a big Star Trek guy. Although the new movies are pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably blasphemous to probably. for us to say that, but yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Greg Polander says, I love this game. Always been a huge Castlevania fan since I played the first one, first game, <clears throat> when it was new as a kid. The timing for this was perfect, also, as I got my coffee on Halloween of 1990. Ooh. By then, I was 14 and no longer considered young enough to go out trick and treating, so I was assigned to hand out candy instead. I spent those hours poring over the manual and between kits, waiting to be able to go upstairs and check out the game. I wasn't disappointed. And a week later, I had the game beaten. Wow. There's so many things it does right. Week. Graphics, wow. soundtrack, three choices of difficulty depending on how you go through the castle. Three companions you can take or not take as you work your way through. Tough boss fights, a password feature, and the hardest form of Dracula to beat in any Castlevania game. This is my second all-time favorite Castlevania game just behind Super Castlevania 4. By the way... I entered the contest to win a trip to go to Transylvania and Dracula's castle. You see the contest entry on the front of most boxes of the game, and even signed up to receive a list of winners. I never got it. To this day, I have no idea <clears throat> if the contest of winners were announced. My inquiries to Konami over the years went unanswered, and even today I still can't find any information online about it. But in the spirit of when I got this game, it's my Halloween tradition game. Every year on Halloween night, I played through it and beat it. Wow, Greg Polander seems to be quite the expert at this game. Yeah, and sounds like it. Let's let's just take a moment to see that Greg did things the proper way, and he went through the manual before playing the game. Yeah, that's the way you do it. If you well, back when they actually had manuals. Right. So that's interesting on the Transylvania thing, the contest that, eh. But I guess they said we're gonna put this on the box, and uh, but we're not actually gonna send anybody up there. Yeah, so. Uh, jerks. Not really. Uh, or maybe they just haven't announced the winners yet. Yeah, still holding on to all those yeah. entries. Twenty years later. All right, Greg gets an email. You've won. Uh, Greg gets to go to Transylvania all these years later. 
Alright, Brian Voss says I that'd, yeah, that'd be funny. I just played the NES Castlevania series <coughs> a couple years ago. Excuse me. That's good I love playing them with the lights off on Halloween seasons. Gabe Van Gilder says I can't I just can't beat three no matter what how hard I try. Well. Derek Fletchell says this game is just an all time classic, the second best Castlevania game of all time, right behind Symphony of the Night and top five on the NES. I could say a lot about it, but really all that needs to be said is play it and enjoy it. If you've never got around to picking this one up, it's a must. Well said. Well said. And that is it for the Facebook. Quite a bit there. Okay. I've got a couple more. I've got a couple more. I've got a couple more. I got a phone call and I got an iTunes review. Sweet. Andy Lewis says, It's one of the hardest games I've played. Lost my cart in a bet, and I've been trying to get it back ever since. Absolutely love this game. Anyone have a copy for sale? But he didn't follow up with his usual, uh, Check out Two Dudes Traders. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well. Uh, Joe Siegfried says, This was one of the first video games I've ever played. Still remember not understanding anything as my brother laughed at me. I was only a little kid. Aww. Well, he, it sounds like he was a rapper. He says, I was only a little kid. L-I-L. Oh, uh, okay. Little kid. Uh, Ryan Reynolds says, I tried but this. I tried to buy this today, but the copy at the local store wouldn't play. Oh. That's yeah. a problem. That's really disappointing. I wonder how much he paid for it. I hope uh, he didn't pay too much for it. Well, maybe he, pl- he tried it before oh, okay. he bought it. Okay. Some stores will yeah, let you do that. Uh, Kana Ha says, Someday I want to play the Famicom version with the extra sound chips. Me too. Me too. Uh, Zach Martin says, It's good. It's not Bloodlines, but it's good. What is that? Is Zach a Sega spy or something? I don't know. Yeah. I think he's some sort of I Sega guess, spy. Yeah. And then, rounding us out, as usual, our Google Plus guy, Ryan Ballard, says, I'm a classic Castlevania junkie. I love, I love all of them from Blood, Bloodlines back to the original. I'm stoked to hear this episode. Sweet. Hope we did it justice. Yeah. Uh, hope we did it justice. Okay, iTunes. We got one from Aiden4373. says, five stars. I am only on episode three and already love it. Let's hope you two dudes keep on playing. If you haven't already heard of this, subscribe to Two Dudes in a Nest. A little little promo yeah, voice. Yeah, I like it. And we have a voicemail. Oh, sweet! It's a from the soothing soothing sounds of Joe. Oh Gobble. yes. Maybe. Is it, have you, do you have like a helicopter that's, flying that's over your house? That's the train. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> your train is definitely yeah. way louder yeah. than mine. So. Just for you two, Star. Yep, it's just for him. I'm leaving it in, too. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. <laughs> we'll wait till it goes by before we right. chill. We'll just chit-chat. We'll do some tangent talk. All right. So here's my, here's the question, okay? This episode, you do get the train going by. It's going by pretty early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? 
uh, we still got a little bit of a Patreon to record an episode after this. So, people, if you want to hear the train go from Justin's house to my house, you're going to have to donate and get the Patreon episode. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That'll be a special this treat is, for you. We're going to have to find out if the train makes it from Justin's house all the oh, way to my no, house. no, it's going the wrong way. It's oh. going towards Sweetwater. Dang. Hey, wait, right. then the train earlier probably was from my house to your house then. Yeah, because when we first started, nobody heard it because we weren't Because remember, I said there was a train That's going right. by earlier when we first started. Yep. Nice. Nobody will hear it, but... Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's okay. They heard yours, yeah. for sure. All right. Here we go. Dudes, what's up? It is Joe Cobalt. Just got done listening to the Freedom Force episode. You guys are awesome. That is a great light game. I agree, it's a little challenging, but, you know, as far as light games go, man, whew, I was glad I was able to pick up a copy and a zapper to be able to play that. Also, thank you guys for plugging my wonderful podcast. And uh, although I'm not on the Retro Junkies Network, uh, I am working on it. So uh, hopefully, I, you know, I'll get the plugs in the future. And I also wanted to let you guys know I'm kind of sad. Like, I, uh, my latest episode, I made a, a train and a cat joke. And, um, you know, I, I feel bad because you guys end up plugging me. But uh, keep up doing what you're doing. I look forward to the next episode. And uh, I got to get you two guys on my show because I'm sure we can cover some uh, games or something or some 80s movies or, you know, something along those lines. All right, dudes? Have a good one. Thanks, Joe. Did you say baby movies? We don't watch baby <laughs> What's a baby movie? I don't know. Like, look That's who's the only talking. Thing I can think of. <laughs> uh, they also had that one where the babies were like spies or something. Never saw it. No, me either. What about Muppet Babies? I could do, Mupp- do a podcast. What about Muppet Babies? I could oh, do Muppet Babies. Yeah, yeah, that's a TV show. I could do I could do a show about Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies. I could probably do a show, but... I could probably do a show about Look Who's Talking also. I watched that a lot when I I don't I think kid. I really ever watched it that much. I think my mom loved it or something, and it was just always on the TV. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan, but, you know, John Travolta, right? <laughs> How could you go wrong with that? I think there's probably plenty of ways you could go wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Not welcome back, Carter. No, no, never that. Okay, so that pretty much wraps the show up. All right. Well, you know you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google Plus. We need more Google Plus hang uh, uh, followers. Whatever they're called, yeah, Googlers, <laughs> Gogglers, um, a gaggle of Googlers. Um, You're guaranteed to make at least one friend if you join Google Plus. Ryan will be your friend. That's right. Ryan has the monopoly on the Google Plus uh, um, feedback right now. So, yeah. And you can always call us like Joe did. Uh, you probably, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say you probably don't have as good of a voice as Joe, but we'd still like to hear it. And that number is 775 8761 or 775 7 Retro 1. 
Or let me plug the podcast one more time and say that if you go to the podcast, the podcast, (laughs) okay, let me plug the website (laughs) one more time. If you go to the website uh, and you go there on a mobile phone, Mm -hmm. which is probably what you're going to call us from, and you go to the top right corner, there's a little phone thing on there. I don't even know how we figured that out, but we did. There's a little phone and you tap on it with your finger or a stylus or uh, if you got a flip phone, I can't help you on that mm-hmm. one. You probably need to get uh, a new phone. You probably just have to dial just a number. A just, yeah, either get a new phone or, or mm-hmm. dial a number. And uh, anyways, when you click the little phone thingy, it, it says, do you want to call them? And you say, yeah, I'd love to call them. And then boom, you've called us. I'd be curious to know Somebody here, to, I don't even know if it works. Somebody use that. Call us. And in your voicemail, all you got to do is say, I use the website phone button. That and it worked. Thanks, dudes. That would be great. That's all you got to do. I just, I just need to know it works. That's all. That would be great. All right. All right. We're cheering for that's the right. end of the episode. That's I hear two-star. The, the kids are cheering. It's... <laughs> all right. Uh, well, uh, here comes music for the next game. I think we actually know what it is this Sweet. time, and we will post about it, and we'll get feedback, and it'll be great. So no in sync. So. Here comes. No, no what?